0: Thanks for joining the Abide YouTube channel. For more information about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Oh man, I have faith that God's going to touch some people today. So for the last few weeks, we've been going through our pillars as a house. What makes Abide Abide? How many of you know that there's a culture that makes this happen? So we have four pillars, and you'll see them, presence, prayer, family, revival, that mark us, and they ground us as a community. And so we've been taking our times talking about, talking about what it looks like to be a presence people. And so today you have the amazing opportunity to hear from one of our pastors on our staff, and he's going to teach us on prayer. So can we welcome Pastor Marcus as he comes up this morning? Hey!
1: Amen. Aren't you excited about what the Lord is doing in his house this morning? I mean, just the worship, everything that God did in the room in that moment, and then for the young people to come up and just break some things. Did you hear the words to that song? I'm breaking strongholds. I'm breaking anxiety. I'm breaking depression. Like, we don't have to wait till the end of the message to receive that. Would you just lift your hands? Let's just begin to pray right now and ask the Lord to do it in our midst. Father, we thank you. Come on, open your mouth, begin to pray. Father, we thank you that in your presence there is joy, there is freedom, that you would, Lord, we ask Right now, you will break every stronghold, depression, anxiety, fear, worry, doubt. But you will set your people free that we will be exactly who you called us to be, that we would do exactly what you've called us to do, and that in your presence there is fullness of joy. There's fullness of joy. Just say that fullness of joy fullness of joy we receive it now release it by holy spirit we want to walk in it now we want to receive it now so lord let us be a people to receive what you're doing in the moment we don't want to walk out and say it was a good service we want to receive it now come on we want to receive it now say i receive it i receive it now in jesus name in jesus name come on would you give jesus some praise this morning listen we're going to talk about prayer this morning somebody said amen come on how many people love prayer Amen. Not just now I lay me down to sleep prayer, not just, you know, put, bless this food, all 3000 calories in that hamburger. Come on, somebody. But I want to talk about prayer this morning. As you know, it's a, it's a pillar of our house. And, and what a pillar means is this, is that if the pillar's not there, then it's unbalanced. If the pillar isn't there, then it gets unbalanced. It begins to fall. It begins uneven. It gets unhealthy. And everything that we do for the kingdom, we need all of it. We need the evangelism. We need the healings. We need the miracles. We need the deliverance. Come on, some of y'all need to get set free today. We need all of it, right? But here's the thing. I believe this, that without prayer, everything that we do for the kingdom is thousands and thousands of times less powerful than it could be. And so it's not just about what can I do? It's about where am I starting from? And I believe we do a lot of amazing things in the Christian community, in the church. But I believe how much more effective would we be if we rooted ourselves and grounded ourselves in a place of prayer? And so I want to talk to you this morning as I was praying. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. Come on, somebody said amen. I can take the next six months, but Chester Gio said, you got 60 minutes, bro. That's all I can give you. I'm just joking. Praise the Lord. You can laugh a little bit this morning. Amen. There's a lot I wanted to talk to you about. So I asked the Lord, okay, out of the thousands of things that I want to talk about, what, would you, what, what should we talk about this morning? He said, I want you to keep it simple. I said, I don't like doing that. I want to go Greek and Hebrew, and I want to scream for 30 minutes. I'm probably going to get loud no matter what. That's just what it is. But I heard the Lord say this. I want my people to hear me, and I want them to know that I hear them. It's so simple, right? It's like, well, where's the good part? That's the good part. He hears you. And he wants you to be heard by him. So we're going to walk through a couple of scriptures this morning. And I want you to open your Bible. I want you to look at them. I want you to write them down. And I really want you to take them to heart. Because the simple things are the things we overlook. And then we end up falling and broken. And we don't know how we got there because we weren't sitting on something strong. So, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 3. We know all, everybody knows Genesis chapter 3. We know the fall. And when we're talking about prayers, like, why in the world will we talk about the fall? Why will we talk about that stuff? You'll see in a minute. I just want to share real quick. When I first got saved, I, I didn't grow up in church. I got saved around the age of 30, what, 23? Praise the Lord. I've been saved for about nine years now, so you can do the math. I'm not doing it for you. Praise God. And when I got saved, I don't know about you, I don't know your story, but when I got saved, I went from all the way in the world to all the way in the church i went from cursing my wife out if she invited me to church to saying babe we're going to every service every day of the week like did you know they have a midweek service babe yeah i've been there for six months when you told me you didn't want to go oh my bad (laughs) like did you know they have prayer like they go and they just pray like what let's go check that out like i got all the way in it and the reason why is the moment i got saved i felt addicted to the place of the church I got addicted to the place of the church, but I didn't realize what it was I was addicted to. And then I realized I'm not addicted to the place. I'm addicted to the presence. There's something that happens when I walk in this room. There's something that happens when I get in that church. I can't explain it. I can't quite write it out for you. But something's going on in my heart and in my soul that I've never quite experienced, that I've never felt before. I've never quite experienced before. So I don't know what to do with this, but I love it. And then I realized it wasn't just the presence I was falling in love with. It was a person. And that person led me to a place where he said, I'm going to take your heart and I'm going to keep it forever. And I want you to give your life to the place of prayer. So you say, Marcus, what do you do here at the church? I oversee the house of prayer. What does that mean? That means I sit in that third row over there when nobody else is here and I love Jesus. That's what I've given my life to. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so I want to talk about the place of the, the simple things of what it looks like to hear him and to be heard. I want to talk about the first prayer that you ever see in the Bible. So if you're in Genesis chapter three, say amen i'm going to read you a couple of verses praise the lord give me a second we're going to get there and we're there praise god so chapter 3 verse let's go verse 8 so this is right after the fall you know the story of the serpent if you don't go to bible study at your house you can read your bible anytime any day isn't that amazing praise the lord so starting at verse 8 they covered themselves right they covered themselves they knew they were naked they were ashamed and they heard the sound come on somebody say they heard the sound They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I want you to see this very clearly. This is the first prayer you will ever see in the Bible. We hear the Lord. He says, then the Lord God called to Adam. Say called Adam. He called to Adam and he said, where are you? So he said. I heard your voice in the garden. Then the Lord God called Adam and said, where are you? So Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden. And we could keep reading, of course, and I was afraid because I was naked. I hid myself. I want you to see, this is the first prayer we see in the Bible. Why? There's a slide that will say it. Prayer is more than just your list to the Lord. It's dialogue and communication and fellowship. So when we see Adam say, this is the first prayer ever, the uh, the first words ever uttered to the Lord in the Bible in the first couple of chapters. The first prayer. And what was the first thing man ever was recorded saying to God? I heard your voice. I want to let you know this morning that there's a lot of great prayers in the Bible. There's a lot of great scripture and how you can learn how to grow in prayer and you can see people wrestling with God. You can see the Jacobs wrestle. You can see Jesus sweating blood. You can see Elijah on a mountain making fun of false prophets, calling heaven down. You can see him in a cave. You can see a lot of great prayers. I want to let you know that is the most powerful one you will find outside of the words of Jesus himself. I heard your voice. I want to let you know this morning prayer does not start with speaking. It starts with hearing. Because many of us, we, we, we feel this, right? We get into the place of prayer, and we listen. Thank God for your prayer journal, your prayer list, your intercession time. You're praying for everybody in your family. Please keep doing that. But there is something special and intimate about coming before. Listen, y'all don't know I use the word intimate. I'm the one that always screams, right? I actually like intimacy with the Lord. It's amazing. Listen, there's this thing that's beautiful about when I come into the presence of God, I don't have to rush to start talking because he wants to talk to me. And it starts with hearing. And if we're not careful, many of us will get into our secret place. And we go down the long list of everything we want God to fix for us, give us, get, all that stuff. All of it is amazing. God is a good father. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us. But what would it be like? How would our lives be changed? How would our lives be rearranged if when we came into the into the secret place, when we came into the closet, it wasn't about what do I want? It was sitting till I heard what he wants. It starts from this intimate place of hearing him. And I'm going to keep saying it. You're going to hear me say it the next 20-something minutes. He is speaking to you. Come on, Genesis chapter 1. God said what? Let there be light. Can I let you know God has not stopped speaking since Genesis 1. Do you feel that? God has not stopped speaking since Genesis 1. I want you to understand. You think you know some extroverts. You think you know some people that will not stop talking. God is one of those people. He is a talker. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a loud mouth. So you think it's funny and it kind of is. Why do I say loud mouth? Because he's loud enough for you to hear him. So the question is this, is if I can't hear him, am I in position to hear him? Do I believe that he has something to say to me? A lot of us don't hear from God, not because he's not speaking. We don't hear from God because we don't believe he has anything to say to us. We feel like we're so lost, busted, disgusted. Our life is so in disarray that God doesn't want to talk to us. Well, I haven't been to church in two weeks. God doesn't want to talk to me. I haven't prayed for 30 minutes every day. God doesn't want to talk to me. Listen, if God can give dreams to wicked kings throughout the Old Testament, I promise you he wants to talk to his sons and daughters. I promise you he does. John chapter chapter 10, 27, sorry. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I want to let you know something. Hearing God is easy. Come on, say it. Hearing God is easy. Do you really believe it? Praise God. Two people. Do you actually believe that hearing God is easy? I know many of us don't, and that's okay. But for the ones that do, you need to increase your faith level and your voice level so somebody else gets blessed by you. Do you believe that you can hear his voice and hear it easily? Hearing his voice is easy. I want to let you know, because you are his sheep and because he is the good shepherd, it's easy to recognize his voice. It's easy to hear. We're going to talk about some things in a minute. But I need you to understand this. You don't have to wrestle to get Father to talk to you. You don't have to wrestle. You don't have to bleed. You don't have to be in, up at 4 a.m. or up super late or at every single prayer room. But you better come to the prayer room. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't have to do all the stuff to get him to talk to you. Me and my wife, we've been married. We celebrated 13 years of marriage last weekend. Somebody give God praise for that. We got married at 19. I don't recommend it. But It's easy. It's communication is easy. We don't have to force each other to say something to one another. I don't have to go get her a million presents for her, to say, for her to say something to me, even though she would like it. Praise the Lord. She doesn't have to cook for me to get me to talk to her, even though I love her food. How many people love Spanish food? Praise God. But it's easy. And we have to be careful that we don't over construct our lives over this formula to get God to say something to us. We don't, we have to be careful that we don't do all this stuff, all this stuff to try to formulate God speaking to us. Because what happens is when you try to make a structure in which and where and how and why God begins to speak to you, you will limit yourself to the voice of God because he will not fit in your box. I didn't say he cannot. He will not. God, God would fit in the Ark of the Covenant. He'll fit in that box. He didn't fit. He's not going to fit in yours. And so we have to be careful that when the shepherd is speaking to the sheep that we are willing to hear what he has to say why my sheep hear my voice I know them and then what happens after that they follow me Hearing God is following God Hearing God is obeying God How many times have you heard how many times have you heard the Lord say something and you didn't want to obey it and then you wonder why you don't hear anything anymore Maybe it's not about, oh, God doesn't want to speak to me. I can't hear him in this season. Maybe it's just the fact that the last thing he told you, you didn't want to obey. You didn't want to listen to because you didn't like it. No, Lord, I don't want to forgive them. No, Lord, I don't want to serve. I don't want to give. I don't want to relocate my family. I don't want to take that job or quit that job. I don't want to do that. And then your life and season becomes dull and dry. Why? Because the very one that was trying to lead you for you to follow him, you said no, and you wonder why you got lost. And so we have to be careful. Listen, you want to hear God. The main ingredient is obedience. Come Come on, I need you to hear that. The main ingredient is obedience. It's easy for us to hear him. We just have to be willing to hear what he has to say and not put him in a box and say, well, I want to hear what you have to say as long as you talk about how you're going to bless me. As long as you talk about how I'm going to get the promotion. Because how many, can we be honest, how many of us pray while we're getting the stuff we want, and the moment we're not getting what we want from God, we think he doesn't hear us anymore, then we stop talking to him. Oh, I wanted the promotion, and I deserved it, but so-and-so, Billy Bob, who shows up the late to work every single day, got it. You must not like me, Lord. I don't, know if, I don't know about me and you anymore. I just wonder if we will follow him. Maybe he'd lead us into better green pastures than we can leave ourselves into. It's easy to hear for voice. I want to say it again, it's easy. My son Zion, I got a, I got 4 children. Somebody please pray for me. <laughs> I got 4 children. My youngest son Zion, he's a a year and a half years old. And it's amazing because you know, little kid they can't talk, right? Baba, shaba, dada, mama. That's all they got. That's all they got. And those words mean something. If you know if you have kids, those words mean something. So, when my son says shaba dada lada, and I don't get him the cup of milk, Immediately we've got a problem. That's language. Come on somebody. You got to discern things in the spirit (laughs) This is what I love about small children is that they don't know how to speak but they know how to listen I can be gone for days at a time out of town whenever and I could come into the house, and without seeing me, uh, my son can hear me call from the door, and he comes running and he says, Dad, Dad, why? Because he, from a young age, has learned how to recognize the father's voice. And it comes natural to him. He's not skilled. He can't drive a car. He can't read the Bible, but he knows his father's voice. I want to let somebody know this morning. You may not be the best Bible scholar. You may not spend 30 minutes every 20 minutes in prayer. I know it sounds impossible. You may not do all the super Christian stuff, but if you are saved, if you are covered by the blood, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, what does the book of Romans said? That if you are in Jesus, you have the spirit of life. If you have the spirit of life within you, he wants to speak to you. Can somebody thank Jesus for that? it's easy it's easy but the problem is we have to be willing to go to the places to discern his voice rightly one of my favorite stories of jesus of god calling somebody, is in first samuel chapter three this is the next place i want you to go first samuel chapter three write it down go to it. do whatever you got to do we see the call of god to samuel and i want to read a couple of verses first samuel chapter three let's start uh verse where we at uh, verse four So if you know about Samuel, Samuel grew up in the temple he grew up around the presence of God. His mama dropped him off like it was kids' church and she went home. She didn't want to disciple him. I'm just joking. Calm down. She dropped him off at the ark and she said, I want my son to be raised in the presence. We need more parents that are say, I need my son to be raised in the presence. I need my daughter to be raised in the presence. Listen, you can't go to every football game. You're going to be raised in the presence. You can't go to every party that your friends want to throw. You're going to be raised in the presence. You can't just go hang out whenever you want to, wherever you want to. When you're grown, you can do whatever. But by then, you would have had so much Holy Spirit encounters that you couldn't run away if you wanted to we need more parents to put their kids in the presence because somebody thank god we need a people that will say i'm not listening i'm not traveling you all around the state to play a soccer game that you know you're going to lose anyway and you're not going to become a pro athlete i want you to become a pro christian come on come on mamas you need to be hannah's anyway anyway (laughs) let me read this verse golly verse four uh Let's start at verse 3. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, when the ark, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. Sounds like he's talking to God, right? So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and laid down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now, Samuel did not know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. I'm going to stop right there. Can, babe, can you get me a little napkin? I'm going feel like a rotisserie chicken up here. Praise God.
2: <laughs> I want to stop here
1: for a moment because the Bible says that <laughs> I'm having way too much fun this morning, guys. <laughs> we, we just pray for joy, right? This is joy. We're going to have fun in the house of the Lord. Listen, <laughs> it says that he went out to Eli, but he did not know the Lord yet. And the Lord was still calling him, but he's, he slept by the presence. He slept by the ark. He was in the house every day. Every day, every night. I believe Samuel was homeschooled. Come on, somebody. I got homeschooled kids. He didn't go to public school like everybody else. I'm not saying that's wrong. But Eli said, you can't go out there and then come back and forth. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. I need you to be in the presence. So I can see him doing science. Come on, somebody. By the presence, doing math, doing all these things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I can see him doing all these amazing things right by the presence. And at the end of the day, laying down, being so close to God and not knowing him. And I wonder how many of us come to the house of God faithfully. We're here on Sundays. We're get, we're, God is hitting us, all this stuff. We're going on Wednesdays, and it's getting crazy. Like, I'm out of here. Why does it sound so loud and scary? Praise the Lord. Why do they keep talking about demons? That's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. But listen, like, all these things, and you can be around the things of God your whole life and still not know him. But this is a beautiful part. In the midst of him not knowing the Lord, the Lord was calling him. He was calling him. And so he went three times to Eli because he could hear the Lord. He just couldn't discern the Lord. And Eli was laying down. Eli is old in age, and Eli had been around the presence. He learned how to minister to the Lord. We can talk about all his shortcomings later. I want to hit on that. He learned how to minister to the Lord as a priest. And so he learned how to discern the Lord, and the voice of the Lord. The problem was because of the lifestyle of disobedience and sin in his life, he learned how to discern the voice, but he couldn't hear it for himself self anymore and so you have we have a generation i believe we're living in a generation of the samuels and the elis the samuels are the ones that they can hear his voice but they can't quite discern it you know that one right like you read your word and it starts to come alive and you don't quite know what happens and you're like something's weird like this verse is touching me what's happening here that's the lord and you don't know what to do with it, it gets uncomfortable. Or you start to fall asleep, and you're falling asleep, and you have crazy dreams, and you wake up like, why in the world did I have this crazy dream? It's the Lord. And the Lord, you see a vision, and you're like, what in the world is happening? I saw this thing, and then two weeks later, it actually happened. What is it? It's the Lord speaking to you. You hear somebody invite you to go somewhere, and you feel this check in your belly. It almost feels like a sour stomach, and you're like, what is that? It's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit saying, don't go there, boo-boo. They're crazy. It's the peace of God ruling in your heart like Colossians 3 says when the Lord's doing something in your life. And so there's many Samuels in the kingdom that do not recognize the voice, but they're hearing him. I want to encourage you this morning. You're hearing the Lord. You're not crazy. Come on. I know your last church told you you were crazy. I know your last church told you, oh, I don't know about the prophecy thing. Listen, you're hearing God i know your last church said oh i don't know about the rhema word like we got to stick to the logo you're hearing god oh i don't know about the dream thing that's really weird that's just bad pizza you ever been in youth ministry and they say oh it's not dream it's bad pizza you're hearing god can somebody be encouraged by that this morning listen don't let nobody knock your discernment come on somebody if the lord is speaking and moving in your life don't let the next person that's mad because they don't know how to hear the lord anymore because they've been living disobedience stop you from knowing that you hear him And then we have the Eli's. The Eli's are the ones that feel like they've done it all. They've been there, they've done that. I've served the Lord. This isn't the age thing. This isn't like, oh, the older generation versus the young generation. No, this is the spiritually mature versus the spiritually immature. This is the ones that choose to hear the Lord and anything he has to say and the ones that want to do their own thing and then start losing the voice of the Lord in their life. I believe that we have a generation of Eli's in the church that have, they know how to discern the voice of the Lord. They're just not hearing it for themselves because they haven't wanted to obey. I was watching this movie. It was like an army war movie. And it was this young guy and this older guy, and again, this isn't the age thing. just let me, let me roll with this. Praise the Lord. They, they, they're, and they're like crawling into like this secret office, and they get into this room, and theres this, you know there's this machine thing, and they're hearing a sound. and it, well, he, the younger guy's hearing a sound. And he's like, "Do you hear that?" And the guy says, "No. And it happens again. Do you hear that? The guy says, "No." And again do you hear that what, he said what does it sound like because i don't hear anything and he said it's like beeps and pauses and beeps and pauses and he said that's morse code come on how about where are my military people I had not know about the morse code i was in the military and i don't know it so don't look at me <laughs> and so the old man says i can't hear it but if you tell me what you're hearing i can tell you what they're saying And so together they found out the message and we could talk about all that other stuff another time. But it was a pretty cool movie. But long story short is there was a people, there was a young man that was able to hear the sound. There was another man that wasn't able to hear, but he was able to discern it. I don't believe that the Lord wants this to be two separate people walking together. I believe he wants it to be two separate things in one person. I don't believe that you can only hear God and not know what he's saying. I don't believe that you can hear God for others and not for yourself. I believe that the Lord wants to speak to each and every person in this room and that you will be able to hear him, discern him, be his sheep and follow him. And no matter what he says, be willing to go the distance and say, I love your voice so much. I am going to follow it no matter what I hear. Because if you know the story of first Samuel, you know that the, the, the message that he got from the Lord was not a good one. He finally, I'm here, Lord. It's me and you. I'm in the prayer closet. Like, this is the part where you bless me, right? No, I'm about to knock somebody out. And Samuel didn't want to share the word. And so I wonder if we're in a place where we're hearing from God, but we don't want to follow the action steps behind it. Come on, it's really quiet in here. Somebody, please help me. Like, we hear the Lord, and we don't want to follow the action steps behind it. I just wonder if Samuel himself didn't want to follow through with what the Lord said. Like, hey, I'm giving you this word. It's going to come to pass. You need to share it. And then Eli comes along. Hey, what did the Lord say? He's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to tell you. And Eli said, no, tell me. And he released the word. There's an action step behind hearing God. Somebody said "Amen." amen. And we need to be willing to follow that action step no matter where it is, no matter what it is. Amen? I want you to go to Psalm 116. I'm trying not to be too too long today matter of fact go to psalm 27 8 i want to do that one psalm 27 8 this is one of my favorite scriptures if you're in here on a wednesday you probably hear me quote it all the time psalm 27 8 it's obviously different translations in this room but one of my favorite translations is the the new living new living translation it says this it says my heart has heard you say come and talk to me and my heart responds lord i'm coming would you just say that lord ah lord i'm coming come on let's just say it as a room lord i'm coming lord i'm coming this is one of the most beautiful verses in the bible because it's like a repeat of genesis he's saying the lord is calling i want you to come i want you to talk to me my heart has heard you say it some of you you've heard the lord calling you come and talk to me come and be with me and my heart says lord i'm coming god is the great initiator of intimacy I want you to understand as much as you love God, for those of you that spend time in prayer and in your word, as much as you love reading the word and the word speaking to you, as much as you love being in a secret place, he loves speaking to you more than you love hearing him. And this is why it says, my heart has heard you say, God, my heart has heard you say, come talk to me. And my heart has responded, I'm coming. Did you realize there's a response of the heart to the hearing of the heart? there's a response and that response is based on us say it's on me that response is based on me what's that mean i determine how i respond to the calling of the lord i want you to know if you're in this room saved or unsaved the lord is calling you He's reaching out. He's speaking to you. He's reaching you in your dreams. He's reaching you as you're laying your head down. When you're watching Netflix and you're going the 30th episode in the night and like you can barely keep your eyes open, but you're like, I gotta finish the season and then you wake up in 30 minutes and go to work. Like He's calling you and you can feel that beckoning. What you do at the, in that moment depends on you. Somebody said, depends on me. I've realized this is that it's not about whether he's calling, it's whether my heart is soft enough to respond the right way. I remember this one time I was I was like nine or ten. And I was mad at my mom. How many, how many people have ever been mad at their mom? Praise the Lord. Some of y'all still mad. You need to repent and forgive her. I was like nine years old. I was mad at my mom because she wouldn't let me do something, whatever. And I remember I was sitting in my room, and you know, kids like they're packing bags and like, oh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna Okay, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't you wanna make it down to the corner of the street and you're gonna turn around because you're hungry. And so I'm packing my bag don't kids pack the weirdest things like they don't pack clothes they pack toys like i don't need underwear but you better believe spider-man he gonna hold me down spider-man got my back (laughs) i'm packing my stuff right and so i'm mad and i hear her calling me she's like marcus marcus come here i'm like i'm gonna just act like i'm asleep i don't want to talk to her she kept calling me kept calling me and you know how parents like at least black parents they're like "Like, you got one more time i don't care if you asleep or not i'm gonna come with there i'm gonna tear you up if you don't come here i said oh crap so I come downstairs and I'm mad. I come down with the pouty face, the arms, you know, across there. And she's like, I was calling you because I wanted to give you something. I'm like, what did you want to give me? Whatever. I was mad. He said, well, the ice cream truck was coming down the road that you love. Remember the ice cream truck? Y'all come on, somebody. The ice cream truck was coming down the road. But since you want to have a, you want to have an attitude, you missed it. <laughs> oh, so you felt it. You, you feel me. I wonder if God is calling out to us and he has sweet things for us. He has beautiful things for us. He has amazing things in store for us. He wants to do things in our life. And we are so hard-hearted because we didn't get what we want last time or we haven't done the things we were supposed to do or we didn't obey. Whatever it is that's holding you back and you have hardened your heart so you can't hear him or you won't hear him all the while he's trying to give you something you've been asking for. My heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. You ask me, Marcus, why do you spend X amount of hours every week in this prayer room? Because I always say, Lord, I'm coming. Why do I I pray the way I pray? It's because I say, Lord, I'm coming, and he speaks to me tenderly. Come on, he speaks tenderly. I know you see me on a Wednesday, you're like, you don't know nothing about tenderness, bro. Because you're right, on a Wednesday, I'm yelling, I'm loud, and I'm passionate. Listen, don't you dare judge my travail when you haven't seen my tears. Come on. Don't you dare judge my shout when you haven't seen my wailings in the night. When you haven't seen me laying on my face, weeping before the Lord over this scripture and letting it touch me. Because prayer can get uncomfortable. Do yeah. you want to grow in prayer? Obey quickly. Do yeah. you want to grow in prayer? Listen, respond to every unction, every time, no matter what. Say, Marcus, how have you fallen in love with prayer so much? Because I've learned the art of when the Lord calls me, no matter who I'm talking to, no matter where I am, I say, Lord, I'm coming. But Marcus, you're in the middle of a birthday party. I'm coming. But Marcus, don't you want to watch one more show on Hulu? I'm coming. But Marcus, aren't you tired? You had a long day. I'm coming. But Marcus, aren't you this, that, and the third? Listen, there are a million excuses, a million reasons not to go there with the Lord. I've just, listen, you can do whatever you want. I've personally found out every time I've said, Lord, I'm coming, and I respond to the Lord, I never regret it. Come on, I've never regretted responding to the Lord. I've never regretted saying, Lord, I'm coming. I've never regretted putting down the video game. I've never regretted going on a fast. Come on. Got a couple of amens there. Praise the Lord. We'll get you there. Y'all got a couple weeks to get ready for the church fast. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Psalm 116. Flip to it if you can. Praise the Lord. Psalm 116. This is another one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Again, I told you, I'm keeping it super simple. Like we're not doing no deep, no deep stuff today. It's simple, but it, it's like quicksand. Like it's subtle, but it'll take you deep if you let it. Psalm uh, 116, verse one through two. I love the Lord why because he hears me i love the lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy because he bends down to listen i will pray as long as i have breath holy spirit just release would you just lift your hands again let me just pray real quick father in jesus name holy spirit would you just release the voice of the lord in this room let us fall in love with your voice. We don't want to just treat it like it's common. We don't want to treat it like our co-worker. We want to treat it like it's the voice of the almighty. And we want to fall in love with that voice. I don't know about you. You can put your hands down. I don't know about you, but I remember when me and my wife started dating. When I, ooh, when I, when I hear that voice on the phone, whew, come on. Get the shakes and the quakes. Like, what's up, girl? What you doing? You know, your voice gotta get, got to go deep. You go, yeah, what's up? Bro? Yeah, what you doing, girl? I really did that like that actually happened because i loved her voice so i tried to change mine pastor tyler called it i'll say it again i loved her voice so i tried to change mine because i loved what i was hearing i had to change the way i was speaking i love the lord why because he hears me holy spirit would you release that right now this is most i have nothing if you can't get past this i have nothing else for you I love the Lord because He hears me. He's not a statue. He's not a figure on a wall. He's not a figment of imagination. When I speak, it's not just hitting the wall and bouncing down. I'm not, I'm not sending positive energy. I'm not sending vibes. I'm not talking to a new age crystal. I'm not talking to a little statue. I'm not playing tarot cards like they're Pokemon and hoping I get the right card. I'm not looking at a horoscope like the, the change of the moon determines who I am. I'm not looking at the planets. I'm looking at the one that made the planets. Because he hears me. He hears me. And the verse says, because he bends down to listen, I'm going to pray as long as I have breath. What was David saying? He was saying this, or maybe it was Asaph. It was probably Asaph at that point. And what was he saying? Because he hears me, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this for granted. I'm, not going to, I'm going to get it all out. He's going to know me, and I'm going to know him. And as long as I'm on this earth, I'm going to, it's going to be a constant releasing and receiving. A constant releasing and receiving. A constant First Thessalonians pray without ceasing. What does that mean? It doesn't mean sit in your room and da, 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 for 24 hours a day. It means anywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm receiving and I'm releasing. I'm speaking to him all day. There's nothing that can stop me from speaking to him. Let me share a funny story with you guys, and I'll keep going. I worked at a call center a couple of years ago. And I would be on the phone. I'm calling. Oh, thank you for calling here. Like, what you? I was selling shoes, all that stuff. And I would. I got into the habit. I was praying a lot. And so I start speak. I start praying in the spirit. And I would hit the little mute button in between the conversations. (laughs) Yeah. So you want a size seven or a size (laughs) eight? You said the, the chestnut color or the all black? Well, the AK Bo Bo. No, I don't have a discount code for you. Like I'm being dead serious. This is my life. And so all of a sudden, like one time I just missed it. I'm just going in. I'm speaking in touch. What is that noise? I said, oh, I'm sorry. I was praying. I almost got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. Look, thank God for favoring the workplace. But I love him because he hears me, so I can't stop praying. I don't know about you, but when I'm walking down the aisles of the store, my wife will tell you, I'll just start praying, and I, the Lord will just be there. He'll just start meeting me. He'll just start meeting me in my car. He'll start meeting me while we're watching a random show on TV. When we're watching, what do we watch? Street food. I'm over here watching somebody make tacos in New Orleans, praying in the spirit. Why? Because I can enjoy the TV and still talk to my father in heaven because he wants to talk to me. He wants to hear me at all times. I love him because he hears me. Some of our prayer lives are in cardiac arrest. What's cardiac arrest? That's when the heart, for some reason, stops beating unexpectedly. And they say that it's usually because of disruption in the electronic system of the body. And the moment that that thing interrupts, the heart will just stop beating immediately. I've come to realize that prayer is like that electronic system in the the body. Why? Because when you're praying, it keeps the life flowing, right? When your heart's beating, what happens? It keeps the blood flowing. You know what prayer does? It keeps the blood flowing. Come on, somebody. The prayer keeps the blood flowing. It keeps applying the word of God over your life. It keeps applying the will of the, God, the Lord over your life. It ke- I need some help this morning. Come on. It keeps applying the blood of the Lord over your life. And so as you're praying, you keep praying. It's giving you life. I think there's a a, a slide back there. It says something along the, the lines of prayer. There we go. Prayer is the Christian a pulse a lack of prayer results in a lack of spiritual life prayer is the heartbeat of the believer you know why i pray so much because prayer is air come on this this directly determines prayer more than anything else will directly determine your spiritual life your spiritual growth and your longevity and your walk with god people that fall off the most are the ones that pray the least People that, people that don't let, make the long haul, people that go the wide way to destruction that many go thereby, there's a lot of reasons for that. I believe one of them is because they didn't pray. And again, it's not about saying the right words. It's about relationship. Because prayer is relationship. Prayer is dialogue. Prayer is fellowship. It's communion with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you believe it, say amen. Let's do uh, Yeah, John 11:41. 41. Two more verses and we'll be all done. John 11, if you know the story, you know Lazarus, Jesus' friend, he gets a call on a cell phone. Just joking, there was no cell phones. He gets a a message, hey, your friend is sick. He said, no, it's all good, I'll be there later. You know the story, Lazarus, his friend, ends up dying. And so Jesus comes into town, and they say, oh, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. He said, take me to where he was. And the moment before he begins to pray and call Lazarus out of the tomb, Jesus says one of the most profound things that shakes me to my core every time I read it. John eleven forty one. 41. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Come on. I thank you that you have heard me. Jesus is in a depressing situation. He's in a stinky situation. His friend that he loves a lot, that he would always hang out with every time he came into town, like I'm staying at your crib. I'm sleeping in your bed. I'm eating your food, and then your mom gonna treat me better. You ever had a friend like you? Your friend would come over to hang out at the house, and then she would treat the friend better than you. Anybody you don't talk about? Oh, would you want to eat some more food? Come on, and like yeah, me too, Mom. Go sit down. (laughs) That was the house, right? He would always be with Lazarus. He would always be with the sisters. So he's like, I want you to imagine this. I don't want to get too deep, but if you've ever had somebody pass before, somebody that was close to you, you know the hurt there. And Jesus being Jesus, he knows that he's going to come alive, but it didn't stop the hurt. That's why he wept. But in the midst of the depression, in the midst of the frustration, in the midst of the disappointment, the letdown, Jesus is able to confidently, listen to me, Jesus is able to confidently look to the Father and say, I thank you because you hear me. I want somebody in this room to understand prayer is not based off of your circumstance. Dialogue with the Father is not based off of your situation. It's not based off of whether you're having a good day or a bad day. Many of us, we do one of two things. We either pray when everything's good or we pray when everything's bad. And we don't do both. And it has to be both. Come Somebody said amen. And so in the midst of everything going wrong, he was still confident that the Father hears him. Some of you need to get some freedom right now from this. If you need to close your eyes and just get something broken off of you, do whatever you have to do. But I want you to understand the Father hears you just as well in the pit as he does on the mountaintop just as well if not more though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil why because you are with me He's with us. He hears us. And Jesus in this moment is able to confidently say, in the midst of a dead situation, I thank you that you hear me. And he was able to see a miracle come forth. I want you to understand prayer takes as much faith as it does time. Prayer takes time, but you better understand it takes faith as well. It's to say, I can't see you. I'm not seeing you on the throne at this moment, but I know that you can hear me. So even when my eyes don't see it, come on, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't hear it, you're working. You never stop working. I wish I was saying because I would break out in song right now there is this thing this faith thing of understanding no matter what i'm going through he hears me i know you're still sick he hears you i know you can't pay the bills he hears you i know that you're going through that situation you don't know if they're going to make it you don't know if they're going to rise up again you don't know if you're going to rise up again he hears you if you believe it somebody give god some praise he hears you one more verse and then we'll be done luke 22:34. 34 Luke 22, we see Judas, he betrays Jesus, sells him for a little coin bag. And so he ushers these these thugs in. I like to call them thugs. I don't think they were soldiers to take Jesus. But before that happens, Jesus, he knows that his time is coming. Jesus knows that the hour of his death is upon him. And what does Jesus do? He has some dinner, praise the Lord. And then he goes and he prays. And the Bible says in Luke 22 that he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed to. First and foremost, Jesus was accustomed to prayer. How much more should we be? Jesus needed prayer. How much more should we? Just a sidetrack. Mark chapter 1, it says this around verse 20-something. It says that the disciples, they rose up and they were all looking for Jesus. But it says that Jesus went up to pray in the early morning. And it says the disciples finally found him. And they said, everybody's looking for you, Jesus. Everybody's looking for the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. Everybody's looking for the great teaching and the preaching. Jesus, everybody is looking for you. But the problem is everybody was looking in all the wrong places. Everybody was looking for him, but nobody had the wherewithal to look into the secret place. I want to let you know that if you're looking for Jesus, he can can always be found in a secret place so jesus he goes back to luke 22 he goes to the mount he goes to the sorry not the mount he goes to the garden of gethsemane like he was accustomed to doing right and he tells his disciples i want you to watch and i want you to pray and jesus goes and he prays and it says this that he begins to get into this deep agony my soul is extremely distressed even unto death would you watch with me would you pray with me and so he goes and he prays and he gets this distressing spirit he gets this distressing like it's just all bad for Jesus. he knows what's about to happen and so it says this be being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. This verse will transform your prayer life. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. What was he saying? I'm in agony. I'm not going to pray more. I'm going mean, so, <laughs> to pray less. I'm going to the I'm not going to pray less. I'm going to pray more. Say, say amen. Make me feel better about that. <laughs> I'm not going to pray less. I'm going to pray more. If we're not careful, many of us in the room, we get into these things where our prayer life is great until things start happening. And then what do we do? We go to all the things that aren't going to help instead of going to the one thing that should. Prayer is the one thing for the believer that we do less the more we need it. Come on. Just think about it from a natural standpoint. When you're hungry you go and you eat when you're thirsty you go and you drink for some reason in the christian life when we need prayer more we pray less it's kind of like riding around on you ever been riding around on e on your car who's who's one of those people that like put five dollars of gas in their car like praise the lord i remember i did that like i used to do that a lot actually i used to like five seven dollars remember when five seven dollars actually took you somewhere though praise god and so I would put like 5 $7, it would give me a little bit of gas just to kind of get by. And people would say, bro, like you're going to run out one day and you're going to be stranded. And I was like, bro, I got this. I know my car. Like, you know, you ever say like, I know my car. And it's like under the E line. Like, yo, like in three seconds, you're going to be out of gas. And yo, I knew my car. Like for a year straight, that thing would be right here on the E. The light was constantly flashing and we was good, right, babe? We was going everywhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. We were going everywhere. And so I remember one day, I'm riding with, I'm riding with a friend. We're out by USF, the campus, the, the college campus. And it finally happens. We're like right by the interstate. There's no gas station for like at least a mile and a half. And the car dies. And it, I try to get it back on. It sputters, and it sputters, and it sputters. And it won't turn on. And we ended up pushing this thing for a mile and a half. I almost died, y'all. It was terrible. All the way to get some gas. But I wonder how often, how often we walk around with our spiritual tank on E so long because it'll get me by to next Sunday. It'll get me by to the next prayer meeting. It'll get me, it'll get me by to the next prophetic word. It'll get me by until Hillsong or Bethel or Upper Rome or whoever you listen to, until my favorite worship team, it'll get me by until they release a new album. And then I'll binge that album, not read my Bible, and go back to being depressed. How many of us are walking with our spiritual tank on E? If we take, look, if we take the Psalm 116 seriously, if we take the Psalm 278 seriously, we will never be on E. Because we'll never stop filling the tank and he'll never stop filling us. Do you believe that? So I want to encourage you, in agony, pray more earnestly. It's when you need it even more. It's when you need it even more. Do you believe that? Stand to your feet with me. If we can get the team up. I just want to pray. I just want to pray Psalm 127, 8 over us. Just release that one more time. I just want you to receive this verse of your spirit. My heart has heard you say, come and talk to me. I just, if you don't get anything else, this is, the, this is the message this morning. My heart has heard you say, come and talk to me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. This is the foundation of prayer. He hears me, and I hear him. It starts there. We could talk about the intercession. You know me. I could talk about that stuff all day. We could talk about the pulling down principalities. We could talk about the corporate prayer, why prayer room stuff, all that stuff we'll get to. But if we don't start here, we can't get anywhere. Because what happens is if we don't understand that he hears us, we just pray vain repetitions. And we'll be like the Pharisees that don't be like them. They pray vain repetitions. They're not really saying nothing. They're not really touching nothing. I want to be be somebody that touches his heart. I want to touch his heart, and I want him to touch mine. Come on. I want him to touch my heart. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because he addresses some things. But I'm going to open my heart fully to the Lord so that I don't block his voice in my life. So would you just lift your hands? Let's just begin to pray. And I just feel like the Lord just wants to, look, what I said in the beginning, I want my children to hear me and know that I hear them. So I just want to take a few moments before we open up the altars and we begin to pray for people. If you could just play real, real soft, real low. Let's just begin to exercise. Let's just begin to exercise our prayer life. Let's just begin to exercise our inner man right now. Let's just build up our inner man. Would you just open your mouth and begin to pray? If you don't know what to say, just say Jesus at least 30 times. Lord, we love you. Would you just tell him how much you love him? Lord, I love you. Oh, and I thank you that you love me. And I want to have the confidence and the assurance that your voice is my natural inheritance. That your voice isn't reserved for the more spiritual, the better dressed, or the ones that remember the most Bible verses your voice is for me some of us need to just repeat that your voice is for me and i want to be tender come on join me join me in prayer this is where we exercise this whole thing lord i want to stay tender before you i want to stay responsive before you lord would you make us a responsive people will we be like adam in a garden that hears the calling of the lord and says lord i hear you Lord, I hear you. Would you get? Would you make us obedient to every unction of Holy Spirit to draw us into the secret place? Would you place a hunger and a thirst for Your voice that cannot be replaced or replicated by the things of the world, the things that we're addicted to watching? Lord, would Your voice, Lord, would Your voice be, be stronger than every cell phone, every social media platform? Would it be stronger than nighttime television? Would it be stronger than the pull of CNN and to know everything that Joe Biden said this week, Lord? we want to hunger and thirst for your voice it's your voice you are the god that thunders your voice is thunder psalm 29 it does amazing things your voice is powerful your voice is loud and it is my inheritance it is my joy to hear you father in the name of jesus i just break off the spirit of deafness off of your children I just break our Lord would you break the spiritual earwax just pull it out of us that blocks us from hearing your voice that blocks us from hearing what you have to say to us Lord would you make us responsive come on would you just pray that Lord make me responsive Lord I want to hear you I want to hear I'm hearing a lot of things I want to silence the noise around me and I want to hear you for myself Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for preaching. We thank you for teaching. I want to hear you for me. We thank you for the worship songs. I want to hear you for me. Your voice is tender. Let's pray Song of Solomon two fourteen. Show me your face. Let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely would you just release the sweetness of your voice all over the room i just want to invite you if you want to just go into a deeper level of prayer with the lord not being able to shout louder not being able to sweat harder but hearing him and being heard at a deeper level if you're asking for that more of god i just want to invite you to come down to the front we're just going to pray this is not something we can impart on you it's just something that we can join with you in faith so come on down to the front Father, we want to hear you. We want to know you. Just show us your face. That Ezekiel 33 word that Pastor Tiffany released earlier. Lord, that you want to see us face to face like you do a friend. Lord, we were inviting us into friendship this morning. We just say yes to your friendship. Would you say yes to his friendship this morning? Lord, we want to be good friends. Just as much as we want to be powerful warriors and we want to be able to do amazing things in the spirit, we want to be able to pray and see our families saved, bodies healed. We want all of it. But Lord, I want to hear you because you're my friend. And friends just get the talk. I just release that over you. like You don't have to go into the secret place with an agenda every time. But the Lord is releasing a love and a grace to come in with no other expectation. But, Lord, you're here, and I just want to be with you. (sighs) Lord, just increase our hunger and our love for you. Lord, would you increase, increase our desire for quality, intimate time with you. Where we come before your presence and we say, Lord, how is your day? And we can talk about our day with you. And we don't have to come with the list. We can come with love and we can just spend time. I want to tell you, I just want to release in the room. If you would go into your prayer closet with no agenda sometimes, it will literally build your prayer life because God's going to speak and he's going to lead you through the entire time with him. So if we just release that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just ask for deep and wide prayer closets. Deep and wide prayer closets in the name of Jesus, where we come before you and we're not in a rush to get out. That minutes would turn into hours. That minutes would turn into hours, Lord. That we're not looking at our clock and we're not looking at our watches. But that time would escape us. Let time escape us in your presence. Father, would you release your voice all over this room in Jesus' name? For the strongest warriors. Make your voice tender. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus didn't bring the craziest people that would fight for him. He brought his closest friends. Lord, you're looking for close friends in this time that you can speak to, that will hear what you're saying so that they can pray what you're praying. Lord, we want to be able to partner rightly with you. Increase intimacy in this hour in the name of Jesus. Turn us into the lovesick bride the lovesick bride that longs for the bridegroom the longing of the beloved where is my beloved that we will search high and low that we'll do what we have to do we'll rearrange whatever we have to rearrange to get into your presence i just release that getting into your presence is easy i just release over the room you don't have to spend 20 minutes buttering god up to get him to come you don't have to you don't have to spend 20 minutes trying to get god to come he's already there The moment you step into the secret place, Lord, we just release this faith right now. The moment we step into the secret place, you are there. Lord, we just release right now. We don't have to invite somebody into the room that's holding the door open for us. Lord, you are holding the door open into the secret place. And so, Lord, we just want to come in thankful that you're there. We want to whisper little prayers like, Lord, thank you for being with me. Lord, I enjoy you. I enjoy you. Well, Lord, we just release that. We enjoy you. We enjoy you, God. Would you increase joy in our prayer lives? You said you would make us joyful in your house of prayer. We don't come before you just with burdens. We come because we can enjoy you. We get to have fun in your presence. We get to hear good things, Lord. We just release that. The Father wants to speak good things to his children. Father, we break all shame and all doubt. I just want to pray a few more things Lord we just break shame right now that there are those in the room that they they feel like they've done too much and they're ashamed they feel like they don't pray the way that everybody else prays or as much as they should and that that condemnation is tearing them apart we just break condemnation right now we just remind there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the spirit and not the flesh Lord give us the poise to walk according to the spirit Give us the poise to hear according to the spirit. Give us the poise to recognize your voice. Will we be like Samuel that hears you tenderly, that hears you quickly? And will we be like Eli that discerns you quickly? Lord, would you release the hand of cry in us that says we don't have to have words. Lord, Lord, we just release the tears in the room those of you that pray and you can't even pray long because all you do is cry i want to let you know the lord stores your tears in a bottle that tears are prayer tears are prayer make us soft-hearted before you lord would you break the hardened hearts would you break the hard hearts that say, Lord, I haven't listened before. I haven't wanted to obey before. I've rejected your word before. Make me, I, forgive me. Make me tender before you again, Lord. Soften my heart. Soften my heart. Give me a heart of flesh, Lord. Take this cold heart and make it a heart of flesh. Y'all can begin singing. Just make it, give it a heart of flesh in Jesus' name. <sighs> Jesus.
3: Yeah doesn't really matter I just
1: would you release the oil of intimacy Lord the oil of intimacy
3: you're the only one I'm after yeah
1: Spirit come and power. Just let's just sing this out we want you Lord we really do and if we don't move our hearts until we and do
3: it's turning into ours doesn't really matter I Oh, we break shame in Jesus' name. You're the only, you're the only, Lord. Spirit Oh, the sweet, sweet you. voice of the Lord. Sweet, sweet voice of the
1: Lord. Oh. Into Your voice is like the sea. It's beautiful and it's powerful. Oh, it's gentle and it's mighty. Would you release the gentle and the mighty voice in the name of Jesus? Would you release the voice that Elijah heard in the cave? The voice that said, I'm, It's not in the fire, in the whirlwinds. It's the still small voice. We release the still small voice in Jesus' name. That doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be crazy. That your, your, you are thunder, but you don't always come like thunder. Lord, make us sensitive to the still small voice. It's beautiful and it's effective. It's beautiful and it's effective. Lord, we say that we will receive your voice however it comes. When you come in power and might, and when you come gentle, you are the lion and the lamb. You roar over your people and you lay your life down for us. You are the gentle dove. You are the gentle dove. We just release the gentleness of the Lord. The gentleness of the Lord over us in Jesus' name.
0: intentional right now to pray for anyone in the room i've been in rooms like this i got saved in 08 and i know there's been times where i've been in these rooms and i'm like i just don't feel it i feel disconnected i want to pray and maybe we can with a few people just pray that god would give grace for it to be real i just feel like there's grace to open up your heart so if you're here you're like man i just feel disconnected i feel dry we just want to speak life over you would you just raise up your hands so we know how to pray it's okay, there's no shame. We just wanna partner and pray right here. Can I get a few people, anyone else? There's a few right over here. Just raise it high so we know how to pray. We just wanna come alongside of you. I thank you, Father, that you never leave us dry. We thank you, Father, that you make streams in the deserts, that you make crooked paths straight. And Father, we declare and we stand on your word that nothing is impossible, that you wanna to touch us more than we wanna to be touched that you would become our soul satisfaction, our soul desire. We ask you to awaken desire and delight in the beloved. In Jesus' name. You never leave us halfway. You never stop. We speak against seasons of ups and downs, that you would be sustained by the spirit of God, that you would come alive as you open up his word, that you would be drawn in the Would cry out for the living God. Holy and it would go beyond duty. And it would go into I've got to have them. i got to.
2: like some people in the room you feel like for a while you've had this block and no matter how hard you try no how many how many services you like this you go to you just feel like there's just something blocking you and God whether it's you hearing his voice whether it's you pressing into him and every other aspect of your life and I just felt a grace from the beginning of service for that thing to break for that ceiling over your life to break this morning In Jesus' name. So let me pray. If that's you, receive this right now. And I feel like the fire of God is going to break through that ceiling over your life, that curse over your life. In Jesus' name, everything broken, every ceiling broken right now. We pray right now for grace for every child of God. to fully and wholly step into you that nothing would hinder them back. I see even some of you are like bridled animals, like you've just been chained up. I pray every chain broken, every chain of sin addiction melted right now in the name of Jesus. Everything right now. Freedom in the house of God. Freedom in the house of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that for the fire of God to come down and burn through the ceiling over your life that you would be able to receive and step into everything that God has for you. In Jesus name
3: you see me and you know me my coming, coming,
0: my let's just lift up our hands as we're ending here we want to pray together. Father we pray that you would mark every person in this room with a knowing that they are seen known and heard by the Father If they leave with nothing else we don't we don't need to leave with an encounter we need to leave with a knowing. We thank you that encounters come from knowing. And they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. So, Father, we release over every person a knowing that they are seen, heard, and loved by a Father, by Abba. Father, would you raise up a one-thing people that would build and establish their lives around the centrality of Jesus. Let it be more than words. Let there be actions. Keep us. Keep us keep us we ask God that you would keep us from temptation and deliver those from evil that are struggling in this room give grace where needed let your words go forth and let your sheep let us hear your voice and respond to your leadership we ask you for more not more for the sake of more but more because we want to know you we want to know you We bless every person here. That as they open up your word, it would come alive. That they would walk in new levers of freedom. That they would break through thresholds. That they would go from glory to glory and strength to strength. As they fix their eyes on their beloved. We thank you, Father, for all you've done today. We receive your word. Would you say that? I receive it. I receive your word. Give us grace to walk this out. We want to hear you. We want to know you. We want to respond to your leadership. Bless those in this room. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. Can we just give God a hand? Thank you, Father. Hey, listen, if God is ministering to you, just stay. They're going to continue to play. If you're at across the table, we're going to be next door in just a few minutes. We invite you to come over and join the team. If God's touching you, just linger. Let his word go full all the way. Don't, don't, don't stop what he's doing. If not, we'll see you in prayer room. We'll see you next week. We love you guys. Have an amazing Sunday.